Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Today on the show, we have poet, drag queen, activist. Um, Sunshine is a bright light who shines her wavelengths in Milwaukee as an activist, poet, artist, and supportive community member. She is a trans woman of color in the struggle who stands up for herself and others, always at the ready with a big heart and an abolitionist's fervor. Active in social justice, poetry, art, music, and queer and trans communities in the city, Sunshine spreads her light and positivity through her creative or through her creativity and encourages others to do the same. Welcome to the show, Sunshine. How did I do there? Good. Thanks. Yeah. Um, how are you today? I'm great today. How are you? I'm pretty good. Um, I what I do? Um, yeah, I uh, Pretty much like uh, woke up and listened to some music for a bit, and then I came here. Which is usually how my days when I have episodes go. Basically, I did the same thing today too. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I'm I'm glad that you um, uh, brought this up to me to do an episode. I remember we were at Cactus Club uh, for FemFest, and uh, we were like chilling up in the uh, like the green room, and you were like, like. Ben, I want to get on that show. <laughs> and uh, I was like, it's like, Sunshine, I'll book you when, like, I'll book you right away. We'll, we'll get down to it. And so we did. I'm happy that I'm on the show today because it's the 17th. And for me, the 17th of every month is the anniversary of when I came out. Oh, sure. Uh, and so today is a celebration for me. Hey, wow. Well, that's I'm beautiful. I'm here to celebrate. Well, thanks for being here. I'll drink to that. Mm. For the record, we are drinking uh, Camarina Tequila. Uh, it was the cheapest tequila I could find at uh, Sunrise. And we got some Mango Everfresh, you know. We're, uh, we're getting out for a little tropical getaway right here uh, in High Five Studio at this table. Um, so, um, so the 17th of what month was it? 17th of May. Oh, okay. Sure. That is something that um, you kind of like, uh, it's kind of instilled in you, like the the your, the day you came out, would you say? Yeah, like for me, I, uh, so in my life growing up, I didn't like myself because I was born in the wrong body, I was pretending to be somebody I wasn't, and like I, I always knew, I always knew that I was different. I knew that I wasn't the person who I was born as. Um, I was born a dude, unfortunately, and I knew growing up that that wasn't really who I was. I was also growing up, I was also pretending to be, to be straight. No one's fully straight, everyone's a little gay, so I'm yeah. scared than others. That is true. Uh, that is true. But <laughs> anyways, I was pretending to, to be straight and be a man, and I was like, I'm not neither of these things. I'm a woman and I'm gay. and. I finally like decided with myself. I was like, Sunshine, stop giving advice to other people. Stop telling other people that positive things, but listen to your own advice and come out and be happy. Be the person you always knew you were. Uh, and I'm happy now and 
I still spread love to other people in this world. You do. Still spread happiness to other people, and I. Uh, but throughout that process of spreading that love and happiness to other people, I make sure to spread that love and happiness to myself first. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I. And at the end of the day, like um, you can only spread so much love to others if you know you're compromising that to yourself so you are like one of the best people about making new friends i swear yeah. like every time i see sunshine up she's always like saying hi to everyone in the room giving a hug and like you are you are like just one of the most beautifully extroverted people i've got to say yeah and like for like for me it like took me a long time to love myself and love those around me because like Growing up, I I dealt with a lot of bullshit. Uh, growing up, I dealt with a lot of bullshit in my life, and like I dealt with all these problems, and I kept all these issues to myself, and like I felt like I wasn't able to reach out to people and like talk to people, and like also growing up, I was bullied a lot, so I like I didn't like people growing up. Uh, because yeah. I was a bully, and eventually I was just like, fuck that, fuck, fuck the bullies, I'm not gonna let them dictate my life, I'm not gonna let how somebody else may feel about me dictate my life, I'm gonna be who I am, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dictate my own life, and I'm gonna keep loving myself mm -hmm. each day I wake up. Do you, so, um, just in my own, um, I guess uh, my own understanding with like the way um, you know you grew up and how you felt about yourself like um, well I guess what were some of the earliest things you can recall where like you felt like you know you were born into the right or excuse me born into the wrong body um, so for me growing up I like did girly things uh, girly things right yeah nothing's really girly or boy boyish right yeah things are for everybody <laughs> Like, so growing up, I did girly things, uh, like play with dolls and I did their hair and like, I played dress up all the time and like, when I was doing those things, I felt happy while I was doing those things. I felt like I was being who I am, um, but also while I was doing those things, it was moments where I had to hide doing those things. Luckily, my family is very acceptive of me and so when I came out, they already knew like when I came out, my family was like, we already knew, we just waited for you to tell us. Because while I was doing those girly things, and like, while I was doing those things while I was growing up, my family was just like, my family just embraced it. It was some people in my family who didn't embrace it, but fuck them, ain't nobody got time for that. Nobody uh, does in fact have time for that. <laughs> they can have several seats. <laughs> yeah, right, yes, yeah. You can sit a whole row down for that. Um, sure. I remember, uh, when I was little, uh, I really liked, like, um, I mean, I played with, like, a lot of Hot Wheels cars and, like, played with a lot of, like, you know, boy shit, as you would call it, but, um, but, I mean, my sister played with Barbies. Sometimes I would play with her, play with her, uh, with her Barbies, and I remember, like, I don't know, like, I, I, I feel like the lines really, like, it, I mean, it gets blurred with what you play with because at the end of the day, it's like they're all toys. Right. They're all meant there to have fun. It's a toy. Like, er, toys are meant for whoever wants to play with them. Right. Like, as an adult, I still play with toys. Like, 
Legos are my favorite thing. Really? <laughs> like, yeah. I still play with toys as an adult. Like, I play with toys. I play with toys so much as an adult. Like, my, I have a little brother who's ten years old. Yeah. I have a brother who's ten years old, and he like <laughs> gets upset with me that I play with his toys so much. Yeah. He's like, "You're the adult. Why are you still playing with toys?" Yeah. I'm like, "Because I love toys that much." Yeah. Uh, and like, as an adult, I teach my little brother. I teach my little brother to accept everybody for who they are and like don't don't judge someone when you meet them. Judge them after you meet them and you get to yeah. know them. And like also I teach him that toys are for whoever wants to play with them. It doesn't matter what toy it is. You can play whatever whatever toys you want to. If they make you happy then you play with them. Also I tell him he can wear whatever color he wants because like he sometimes feels like, oh, uh, I can't wear these colors like pink and purples because yeah. those are girly colors. And I'm like, you can, me and my mom will teach him, you can wear whatever color you want. Colors are for yeah. whoever wants to wear them. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, I mean, that's amazing that like, you know, he is such a positive like role model about that kind of stuff because if we erase sort of those like, you know, those gender norms um, where that dictate what colors you should like, what you should wear, you know, what uh, what toys you play with, or um, you know, basically like how you're how you're expecting to be emotionally conditioned. Like, it's. I mean, I feel like a lot there would be so much less like you know dysphoria or cognitive dissonance when it comes to oh like. I'm a guy, but like I enjoy this. That is like, you know, stereotypically for girls. Now I feel like, you know, I can't embrace this and shit. Or like I, I feel like I can't be, I can't do this around people. You know. Yeah. Um, and I felt a lot of that too growing up. Like I mean, I, I feel like I, um, whether it was like music I enjoyed or movies I enjoyed. I remember like Mean Girls was like one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. That is a good movie. It is a great movie. Um, if you don't like that movie, something's wrong with you. Yeah, seriously, it's a classic. <laughs> and I remember like, I remember like, you know, I loved that movie. Like I just thought it was so fucking funny. But I would like feel weird about like talking to like, you know, my friends about like, yeah, I love this, this movie that's like, you know, about girls in high school. But no, fuck that. That movie's quotable as hell. Uh, yeah, I. It's yeah, it's still a classic. And other movies like Clueless, that was another one I enjoyed when I was a kid, like. But but yeah, like it's just stuff like that. Like um, you know, like where you're just where like um, what even like how it's commercialized. Like uh, take take something like Hot Wheels cars for an example. In those commercials. It's always little boys playing with them. Right. I mean, yeah, like, I love Hot Wheels, but, like, you know, or video games, too. Same thing with, like, with Barbies. It's always, in the Barbie commercials, it's always little girls playing with them. Like, commercials need to, commercials and companies in general need to, like, realize that they, they need to switch some things up. Like, we're in 2019, like... Things are fucking different now. Like, yeah. things are completely different than what they were back then. Like, things are different. Like, toys 
DAOs and Hot Wheels and video games. It's for whoever, what the, whoever right. fucking wants to play with those things and like play those games. Like, it's for whoever. Like, also, I hate when like I hate that things are gendered. Like, bathrooms, for example. Oh yeah. Like I hate that bathrooms are gendered, especially when it's a bathroom that only has a fucking toilet and a exactly, sink. Exactly. Yeah. Like. It's a bathroom with a toilet and a sink in it. Right. Why is it gender? Yeah, seriously. Like, both <laughs> yeah. bathrooms have the same thing in it. Why is it gender? Yeah. And both bathrooms doesn't have the same thing in it. Still, why is it gender? Like, everybody just has to use the bathroom. Like, what people need to understand is that they don't need to sexualize every single thing. Like, they don't need to gender every single thing. They don't need to sexualize every single thing. Like, what people need to understand is that Trans people are people too. Trans people are women and men and non-binary people, just like the rest of y'all. Just like the rest of society. Like, we are men and women too, and we just want to live our lives the same way y'all live y'all lives. Yeah. Happy. We just want to be happy. We just gotta pee. We just gotta shit. Like, just let us use. The bathroom. <laughs> yeah, it's just, that simple. Just let us use the fucking bathroom without staring at us. Yeah. Like, I literally had one moment where I was at the train station here in Milwaukee. I was at the train station on my way to Chicago, and I was waiting in the bathroom for my friend, who was also trans. I was waiting for them to come out the bathroom, and while I was waiting, I was standing at the standing at the sink. A bunch of women came in and were staring at me, like just, just staring at me. Anyways, your mama haven't taught you that it was rude to stare, obviously, because they Clearly. just kept staring at me. Yeah. They kept staring at me, wasn't saying anything at all. But then, when they walk out the bathroom, they go to the security guard and tell the security guard, "Hey, it's a man in the bathroom talking about me." And so I get out the bathroom. The security guard comes up and he's like, "Oh, he's right there." And they come find me, talks to me, keeps misgendering me, keeps saying, he, man, sir, bunch of bullshit. And I was just like, I was like, I'm not a man. And first, I was like, I was like I'm not a man, first of all. Second of all, whoever told you that it was a man in the bathroom is really fucking dumb and need to be educated. And I was like, on the other hand, you... You, as a person who's working here, should know to accept everybody. Yeah. Like, you, you work here as a security guard. You should have been taught these lessons. Also, you should have just knew these. You should have knew to accept everybody. Yeah. And so I was really pissed off and didn't want to talk to him. I was just like, fuck you and fuck everybody who was involved in this situation. And so I walked off and I, like, went to get on my bus. And while I was waiting on my bus, I was with my friend. And luckily, my best friend like spoke up for me and like went and t- told the security guard how I was feeling. And like the security guard, right before I got on my bus, he came over and he was like, he apologized. He was like, "I'm so sorry that I." Uh, he said, "I'm so sorry that I reacted the way I reacted. I was just taught to not. I was just taught all these bad things to not support trans people and not see." women trans women as women and like mm-hmm. he was taught all the he said he was taught all these negative things and he was like I'm I apologize for I apologize for the mistakes that I made and moving forward I will not react that way 
ever again. And if somebody somebody is here who is similar to you, who is a trans woman like you, or uh, if this basically what he said was, I'm a little drunk now. I'm it's a little okay. Crazy now. It's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, take your time. What he said was, it basically is, if this situation happens again, it won't happen that way. I'll make sure that it doesn't happen that way. I'll make sure I don't react that way because I'm learning and I fucked up and you're right for calling me out on it. And he was like, also, you could have came and told me how you were feeling. And I was like, dude, I'm pissed the fuck off and I don't want to talk to you right now. Uh, and so he apologized and I was like, well, I accept your apology, but I'm still mad. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, which is, I feel like the best he, he's going to get in that situation. But yeah, um, well, that's, I'd say like that is the right way to be responding on his part to understand that he did fuck up. Um, my, my work actually just uh, removed the gender signs on our bathrooms, Company Brewing. Nice. Yeah, we removed the gender signs. Good. So now they're all yeah. So now they're all gendered bathrooms. I noticed that during uh, Film Fest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I noticed that during Film Fest, like it was just a temporary sign there, but like I love that Company Brewing. Uh, like during Film Fest, it allowed us to put our own signs up, and like during Film Fest, it allowed us to put our own signs up that said all gendered bathrooms, and just said what is in the bathroom like. Having styles, if it's a urinal in there, like, and I love when bathrooms in general either have a sign that says all gender bathrooms or just say sit, stay. I love that, like, I love when places have all gender bathrooms because, like, when I go into a place and it's an all gender bathroom, or like, when, when I go into a place and all the bathrooms are uh, not gender, like, it makes me feel welcomed, it makes me feel safe, it makes me feel like I can use the bathroom without being judged. Uh, and like, or if I go to a place and it's like gendered bathrooms, but then it's also a bathroom that non-binary people or trans people can go into. Unisex, is that, is, yeah. is that what it's called? Yeah. Unisex, or family, family bathroom. Family, like, yeah. If I, like, if I go into a place and I see a bathroom that I can go in and feel safe and not feel like People are judging me, and like, uh, like for me, when I go into a bathroom, like it doesn't matter to me if the bathroom, like it doesn't matter to me what gender is on the bathroom. If I have to pee, and the other bathroom is full, I will go into the other bathroom. Yeah. Like if the women's bathroom is full, I'm gonna go into the men's bathroom because like I just gotta pee. Like I just gotta pee. I just have to use the bathroom. Like I don't care which bathroom it is that I go into. Yeah. And honestly, like, um, I feel like anyone that actually really does care is just, you know, has a lot of internalized... Internalized bullshit. Bullshit or, like, ignorance, misunderstanding. Because at the end of the day, like, we go to the bathroom to piss and shit. <laughs> like, that's all we do. Or we go in there to, like talk to our friends about some gossip or some shit, you know, like, that's, that's what the bathroom's for. So, and it's it's not, like you said. Like, the bathroom is a place where you can feel safe at. Like, right. 
when I go into the bathroom, I want to feel safe. Like, I want to feel like I can go in the bathroom, use the bathroom, touch my makeup, fix my hair up, fix my outfit, talk to people, and not be, not feel like I'm being judged by the people around me. Mm-hmm. Like, if I go into a bathroom and I feel like people are staring at me, I'll just stare back at them. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you want to make me uncomfortable? I'm going to make you uncomfortable. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who raised somebody to, like, to stare, you know, you're taught as from a young age not to stare, like it's I, rude. Yeah, like it, it it makes you physically like it makes you it makes your skin crawl when someone is just giving you a piercing. You like, know, that's just one when you're staring at someone, it's rude as fuck. Like if you're staring at what at someone, like for a stupid reason, like if you're staring at someone because they look good, like. Say something. Yeah. Like, don't just stare at me. Like, I know I look right. Good. If you feel, <laughs> yeah. feel the same way, say something. Yeah. I'll accept the compliment. Like, it's okay. But if you're staring at me because you're being rude and disrespectful, then go kick rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I. That is hilarious. I've. That's good. So. I gotta say what I was actually gonna right. say. <laughs> yeah, but kick rocks is great. Um. <laughs> So where did you start finding um, finding your, I guess, um, way to uh, express how you were feeling um, about, um, you know, being a trans woman of color um, into how did you start channeling that into, um, you know, poetry and doing like uh, performing and stuff like that? Um, so for me in my life, right. I've always been an artist. I, I've always been, been a visual artist. I've always been a visual artist, making things like that. Uh, Beautiful. You can show it to the camera. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Uh, but I've always been a visual artist, making things like this. And uh, making things like that. And, and this. Working with shapes a lot, I see. Lately, I've been working with shapes a lot. Uh, and this, uh, and like other things, but like, so I've been, I've always been an artist. And so for me, art was a way of expressing myself and like figuring out who I was. And so I started making art and then I started to be a poet. I started to become a poet and writing out my po- writing out poems because I felt like I needed to share my story with people and share I felt like I felt like I needed to share my story with people about who I was and why I do what I do uh, actually before I became a poet I was an activist I still am an activist uh, and when I was an activist when I started to be an activist it was in a, when I was a junior in high school and a student who was my friend, she shared her story with me about how she had to see her brother being taken away through foster care, through immigration because he was undocumented. Uh, and for me, I was like, wait a minute, your story kind of makes me think about my own family. Because for me, in my life, growing up, I had to see my little brother. I have 11 siblings. Uh, I have 11 siblings and one of them, one of my little brothers got taken away when he was a baby through foster care and so uh, that made me angry and made me upset and it was nothing I personally could do about it in the time because I was really young when it happened. Uh, 
And so when I became a junior in high school, I heard the story of my other friend, of my friend and her family, and I was just like, look, I can do something to help immigrants and help undocumented. I can do something to help somebody else. So I'm going to be an activist. I'm going to start fighting for the rights of others, fighting for my own rights and standing up for what I believe in. And then I started making art while I was doing activism. Like, doing activism, I was always the person that people came to to uh, make banners and make signs because I have, I have a nice handwriting and I'm also an artist. And so they asked me to make these signs and banners for them. Sometimes it was last minute, but I didn't care. I felt like I was doing something to make the world a better place through making these signs and everything. Uh, and then I started making, started writing poetry, sharing my story, uh, writing poems about my life and like doing all these things. Uh, and then eventually through poetry, I started making art a lot more and like sharing my art with other people. Like sharing my art with other people uh, and like selling my art and like um, and through my art, my art is a visual representation of my poetry. Like, on some of my art, it always has a positive message on it. Like, never give up, be who you are, believe in yourself, stay woke because your life matters. Yeah. Things like that. Like, it always has positive messages, which are lines from my poetry. Um, and then, through visual art and poetry, I became a drag queen. And I started to Dancing, like for me, dancing, to, dancing for me is a way of just feeling free. Like for me, growing up, I didn't like to dance around people because I was shy, because I was felt like I was being judged. And now that I'm an adult and I am a drag queen, I dance freely and I have fun with everything that I do. Like I. Whenever I perform, I always perform a song that I love. I always perform a song that has a positive message to me. Mm -hmm. Like I recently performed in Madison on Saturday. Nice. And it was a fundraiser for uh, LGBTQ Disability Pride out in Madison. Uh, and I performed out there and it was just so much fun. I performed to the song This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. And when I performed that song, I loved the message of it of saying this is who I am and you will not stop me from being who I am. Um, I love the message and I love to send positive to, positivity to everybody around me. Um, no matter how you identify, I love to send positive messages to you because in life everybody needs that positivity. Like in life I always offer hugs to people Whenever, do, yes. I, whenever I meet somebody new, I always ask if I could give them a hug because consent is necessary, even with children. You always should ask if you can hug someone or touch them in general. Like, sometimes people don't like being touched. Sometimes people don't like being hugged. Like, so I always ask if I can hug someone whenever I meet them. And, like, this year during Pride Fest, whenever I met somebody new, I gave them a hug with their permission and I also said something positive to them. Positive to them. Every person every single person I met at Pride Fest during Pride Weekend, which is this past weekend, every person I met I 
said to them, you shine bright like the star you are and don't let anyone dim your light. And when I said that to people, some people said, just said thank you. But then some people said thank you for telling me that because you just made my, you just made me be able to keep living. You helped me to keep living my life. You helped me, you, you cheered me up because today I wasn't feeling okay. And whenever I perform or say something positive to someone, if I'm, when I, at the end of it all, when somebody comes up to me after it all and says, thank you, because thank you for doing what you're doing because you inspired me, that lets me know that what I'm doing is working. Yeah. Uh, like, for example, when I was performing in Madison, after my show, after I was done performing, it was a uh, dance party happening afterwards. We're all dancing, having fun. And people are coming up to me, telling tell me, thank you, you did great. Uh, but it was one person in particular who came up to me and told me that she was a teacher at a GSA, at a school, uh, and she does no longer works there, but her kids that she was uh, helping, uh, she stays in contact with. And she, me and that woman took a picture together and sent it to one of the students. Because that student was, wasn't feeling okay. He was having a horrible day. His family and friends, his, fa his family and people, community didn't accept him because he lived in a small town. Uh, and uh, so this woman that I met, she, we took a picture together and we sent it to him. And we sent it to him and it made him feel better. And I was talking him, t talking to him throughout the night, through her, through her phone, and I was just like, "Hey, look, let's be friends. Let's be friends, and you can message me anytime you want. I'll be there for you. If no one else around you supports you, I support you. You're part of my family now, and uh, like I love being able to help people around me, especially young people, especially young queer people." Because I hate when I hear about people not being supported by their family or not being supported by their community around them. And for me, I am a lot of people's queer mom. I'm a lot of people's queer mom and I accept them into my family. And I let them know that they're loved and I let them know that they can get through their obstacles in life. and they can be who they want to be and they can follow their dreams and to never give up because at the end of that dark tunnel that you may be in there's a bright light waiting to shine down on you and lift you back up and I'm that bright light for you I'm at the end of the tunnel waiting to lift you back up everything's gonna be okay Woo! <laughs> that was truly beautiful um just in so many ways I like I yeah, yeah, I'll take a little bit more. Um, I mean, that's that's just incredible to demonstrate, like you know, such allyship and compassion with you know other people struggling. Because, like, um, I mean, it's it's honestly like it's terrifying to even fathom the idea of like not being supported, like you know, by one's family or not feeling like you know, you have anyone in your corner that's going to support you to, um, to, you know, embrace your identity or embrace your dreams or, you know, fully actualize who you are. Cause like, I mean, I was, 
I was privileged to be able to have an accepting family that that was that wanted to cater to you know struggles I had growing up and stuff like that and but like I it's I mean it's terrifying to think that you know there's many young people that don't not only don't know that they don't have that like a family that's supportive of them but also don't have a fully developed sense of themselves yet and are still trying to figure out who they are which I think is one of the most crucial times in your life to have someone in your corner you know you like you're just so accepting of people like and and w- willing to be their companion like right like, off the bat I I'm the way I am because of my grandmother my grandmother unfortunately she passed away my grandmother was that person that was always in my corner who was always there to lift me up when I fell down like my grandmother was my bright light in my life she still is she's watching over me and all the people around me uh, my grandmother was that bright light in my life and she taught me to be the bright light for other people. She taught me. Uh, she taught me to love others and accept others for who they are. And like, never judge someone right away when you first meet them. Get to know them first, and then judge them. And if they <laughs> if they suck, then <laughs> and if they treat you wrong, yeah, <laughs> right, give yeah. them the boot. Yeah. Uh, and they'll go kick rocks, right? Yeah, and that's why I'm so friendly, and like I am like that's why I'm so friendly, and like I am able to accept people for who they are, and like love all those people around me, no matter who they are. Like I, I, I just love people, and I just love people, and like I love being an inspiration for people like I that's why I named myself Sunshine when I came out because like I was always a friendly person I was always a friendly person but I didn't have a name that (coughs) I didn't have a name that fit that personality that I had yeah that I have and I was like so when I was came out as trans I was like yeah what can I do actually when I started I started doing drag first before I came out as trans and when I started doing drag, I was like, okay, uh, what can I name myself? Yeah. And I was just thinking about things and thinking about things. And I was like, oh, Sunshine's a good yeah, name. Yeah, right, right, yeah. I was like, Sunshine's a good name. And like at first, I just had my name be Sunshine Romel Curtin. Romel Curtin is my middle and last name uh, that I was legally given. Um, I'm not going to say my other legal names. That's... Y'all don't need to know right, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, but uh, so I was giving, I was like, I named myself Sunshine Ramel Creighton, uh, and then I was like, as time went on, as time went on, I like came out as trans, and I started to find myself even more, and figure things out about myself. I was just like, Sunshine Ray Pop is a name for myself that I want to give myself as a stage name. Um, because like Sunshine Remote Curtain is my is gonna be my legal name one day mm-hmm. like one day I'm gonna legally change my name to Sunshine Remote Curtain um, and but I was like I want to have a stage name and a everyday name uh, but I was like Sunshine Romel is my everyday name but Sunshine Ray Pop is my stage name 
And the reason I named myself Sunshine Ray Pop is because Sunshine is who I am. I bring sun rays to everybody around me. Pop, the last name, the, the last name is yeah, Pop. Yeah. Because I am a very popular person, one. And two, I'm a very bright pop of color in a dark place. And I just want everyone to know that, like, they can get through life. Everything's gonna be okay. Like, don't give up. Like, you can give up, but get back up. Like, mm -hmm. give up, but don't give up for too long. Like, keep following your dreams. Keep being who you are. Like, you can get through it. Yeah. I want to recite a poem. Please do. Um, so this poem is called I Am Somebody. And I wrote it uh, because I just wanted to let people know that I am somebody and that they're somebody as well. And yeah, here it is. I am somebody, I may be black, I may be white, but guess what? I am somebody. I am somebody, I may be rich, I may be poor, but guess what? I am somebody. I am somebody, I may be an undocumented citizen, I may be an immigrant, but guess what? I am somebody. I may be a citizen, but guess what? I am somebody. I am somebody, I may be gay, which I am, I may be straight, which I ain't, but guess what? I am somebody. I may be a man, I may be a woman, but guess what? I am somebody. I am somebody and you are somebody and together we can change this fucked up world. That's that piece. Beautiful. Love it. <laughs> I remember actually you, uh, you, you, you recited that poem uh, when I first saw you perform and it, I remember that was that was the one I, that stuck with me um, out of like your pieces and like like most and um, I mean it, it, at the end of the day it's I mean, it, it really hits home because, like, like we are all emotionally capable human beings. We all have emotional needs and wants, and we all deserve that love, that equality, that equity as well. And, you know, we just all believe we, we all deserve, you know, our identities and our, you know, and what we hold true to ourselves to be respected. So, um, so I have a question for you. So I have you've, an asked, you've asked me how I've identified. How do you identify? So that is a man. That, <laughs> That's a deep. That question. is a curveball. Um, <laughs> it's a deep question. Yeah. So I identify um, as male. Um, I identify as male. I guess I. Yeah, I was born a male, and I guess I didn't really um, question it too much, like, growing up. Um, I, the, there, there were parts of me where I felt like, you know, I, I guess, like, I kind of, like, as we said, like, earlier, like, um, in our conversation, where, you know, there were things that I felt challenged, like, you know, the male norms that I grew up with. Like, you know, I... I feel like, and speaking entirely in a traditionally, um, you know, in traditionally feminine, uh, like, normative um, concepts and everything like that, like, you know, I was always, like, I grew up very, very emotional and, like, sensitive, and I felt like I always kind of, um, I guess, uh, identified with, like, women, like, friends more, like... I mean, I always identified as male, but 
when it came to how I felt comfortable expressing my feelings and expressing like my comfortability with my emotions, a lot of that came with, um, you know, the women friends that I made. And I, um, and I, I encourage like a lot of my, my male identifying friends, um, to really be in touch with their feelings and also just being honest about, you know, when they feel vulnerable because it's been so masculinity normative to grow up and, you know, not express your feelings and not to feel vulnerable and to feel like, you know, to feel like you have to put on this, you know, macho uh, sort of image or, or um, emotional display in order to be considered a man, uh, if you will. And I, I never identified with that. You know, even though like I always felt like a, like I'm a man, um, I never really questioned my identity in that sense. But I repeatedly questioned the norms that were imposed on the masculine, uh, like traits, I suppose. So in that way, I guess you know, I found it a lot more comfortable as I grew up and grew more in touch with myself and my you know my emotional side. That, you know, it's vulnerability is strength over anything else. Um, and we're still, we still have a lot of work to do societally about that. But, um, so, you know, I use he, him, his. Um, being vulnerable takes, being vulnerable takes a long time to do. Like, being vulnerable takes, it's a process. Like, it takes you a while to figure out how how vulnerable you want to be around people. Like, for me, in my life, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, unfortunately for white people, <laughs> not for me. In my life growing up, I didn't trust white people. Like, because in my life growing up, like, the white people in my life were bad people to me. Because white people in my life, like, was always around us, taking away, taking away people from us. Like, uh, my little brother was taken away from our family and put into foster care. And the person who showed up to do that, to take our brother away from us, was a white woman. And so, I, growing up, I didn't trust white people. And eventually I started to learn that not all people are the same. Not all white people are the same. And, like, learn to trust, to trust other people and, like, also, like, I didn't want to go to therapy growing up because I knew that my therapist was probably going to be a white person. And it's hard for me, like, for me, it was hard for me to be vulnerable around people who didn't look like me. People who who didn't look like me, who, are, who wasn't like, who wasn't me, who wasn't exactly like me. Um, and so, but... In life, I've learned to let go of those trust issues that I had and learn to get to know people and get to know who a person is and uh, learn about them and start to trust them. Like, But in general, in life, you just can't trust everyone. Yeah, that is true. Um, you just can't trust everyone and you just... 
you just have to learn who to trust and who is good for you and who isn't like sometimes everybody ain't good for you and it's okay to let people go it's okay to tell people hey it's not working out we can't be friends it's okay to do that it's hard but you got to do it sometimes yes um yeah absolutely uh never easy but it is necessary for your own self-determination so as someone who has been active in you know, the, in various activism circles and in the LGBTQ plus community, what do you feel, I guess, um, you know, you want to see more of in the city of Milwaukee, more of in your, the activist circles you're involved in? Um, I personally, like, one thing that I want to see change is I want more people to support POC artists. Uh, like, being an artist who is a POC is hard because, like, it's hard to get support from other other people around us. Like, I, want, I also want to see other POC people supporting POC people. Like, if you see a POC person, support them. Like, for me, whenever I see a POC person, I always try to support them in whatever way I can. I always give them hugs. I always share share the love with them. Mm -hmm. I always compliment them because, like, being a person of color is fucking hard. Being all like and like for me personally, being a person of color, being a woman, being trans, being gay, like that shit is hard as fuck. And I just want, I just want people to support us. I just want people. And also, as an activist, I want people to support trans women, yeah. especially black trans women. Yeah. I want the people who keep fucking killing us to stop killing us because our lives matter. Our lives are worth living just like y'all's are. Stop fucking killing us. We deserve to live just like the rest of y'all do. Like... Stop fucking killing us. Our lives matter. Black trans lives matter. Black women trans lives matter. Like, we matter just like you matter. Stop fucking killing us. That's all I got to say. Just stop fucking killing us. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, every time you see that in the news, like... I mean... Like, every time I see someone, every time I see on the news that, or through Facebook or something, whatever news outlet, whatever I see news about another black trans woman being killed because she was just being who she is. She was just being herself. And she got killed because somebody didn't like her. Somebody didn't support her. Somebody didn't think her life was worth living. When I see that, I, one, ball up and cry. Two, I feel fucking unsafe. And three, I feel like, I feel like y'all don't fucking care about us. And that's not fucking, that's not okay. Like, also, whenever I see somebody being transphobic and racist, and just being an asshole in general, 
it pisses me the fuck off. Like, so badly. To the point where I just... Sometimes, I just look at it and don't respond. But sometimes, a bitch got time. And need to call you out on your bullshit. And sometimes, ain't nobody got time for that bullshit. Most of the time, ain't nobody got time for that bullshit. And I love when I see my people who are my allies. Like Ben, for example. Stand up for trans people. Stand up for women. Stand up for POC people. And <laughs> call those people out on their bullshit. I like, once I saw, I saw a status that Ben boasted, calling people out on their bullshit about being transphobic. And like, it was a person in the comments. It was just... <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He needed to have several seats to kick a couple of rocks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh... People was in Ben's comments in that comment section of that comment that that asshole made calling him out on this bullshit. And I just yeah. went to the bottom of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did, yeah. I <laughs> just went to the bottom of it and it was like, hey, whoever you are, I forget. Steven was his name. <laughs> yep. I was right. like, Steven, hey, Steven, look, look here. You have several goddamn seats <laughs> and educate yourself. And Ben and all those standing up for us trans women and trans people. Thank you. We love you. But, Steven, you want another Child, have several goddamn seats. Several ever. seats. Like, we're talking get up and down seats. Have several. Yeah. It's a line of seats. Sit in all of them. <laughs> yeah. And while you at it, kick some rocks. Kick With some no rocks. socks on. <laughs> Damn near. Well, this is what I say to the haters. Girl, bye. Yeah. Everybody got time for that bullshit. No one has time for that shit. <laughs> What I, what really inspired me to make that post and to really make that, to dem like to, to to put that out on like you know, a social network was because I had so many. I mean, it had been it had been feelings that had been that had been festering for a long time, but to like, my my best friend is non-binary. I have is Salem your best friend. Salem is my best friend. Shout out That's Salem Casman. Yes. Um, in addition to even just them, um, I know other very close people to me are non-binary. Um, close people to me are trans women or trans men. You know, um, uh, you for example. And if I to imagine anything happening to anyone who is trans or non-binary, anything happening to them, like, as a result of society shutting them out, not accepting them, not making their voices heard, or just otherwise fucking invalidating their identity, would be fucking sickening to me. Absolutely disgusting. And I it, it terrifies me, the fact that they have to live with that reality every single day. And the fact that there's still there's still so much silence that is imposed on the trans community and with non-binary folk and specifically and you know in and also as you said being a black trans woman like there is so much fucking silence and invisibility and to imagine 
like, like, you know, anything happening to you as a result of that societal, um, just push for your, like to, for traditional norms to be imposed on you that prevent you or anyone else identifying to be comfortable in any space whatsoever. It, it not only breaks my heart, it makes me want to throw up. So it, I'm just, I'm tired of it. Like I'm, I'm tired of, and I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir, obviously, but I'm just tired of seeing people that I know know better, but refuse to be a part of that, to, to, to acknowledge a part of that reality. And like for, if, for those people out there, if you have people in your life who don't support the trans community, who don't support the black community, who don't support the LGBTQIA community, if if you have people out there who are racist, who are assholes, who are just on some bullshit 24-7, exit them out your life because ain't nobody got time for that. Like, if you personally support all these communities and support all these people who are different and, that, and these people in your life don't, fuck them. Tell them, look. You got some educating to do. You got some learning to do. And if you don't learn, and if you don't educate yourself, then we can't be friends. We can't, we can't be friends. We can't, we can't communicate with each other. We can't work with each other. Because if you don't support, if you don't support the people that I love, if you don't support the people that are part of my life, then I I don't know I don't know how you're gonna be part of my life then yeah uh, yeah and like also what I wanted to say was like uh what I wanted to say earlier when I was talking about how I was at Pride and giving everybody hugs uh when I was marching in the Pride parade I was giving out candy to people and I was like meeting all these young kids I was meeting all these young kids seeing them just being themselves and just be happy and being able to express themselves. Like this year for Pride, it was the 50 year anniversary of Stonewall. And for me, personally, I, as a trans woman, as a black trans woman, I, while I was marching in the Pride Parade, I was dressed as Marsha P. Johnson. I had a flower crown on and I was dressed similar to Marsha P. Johnson was back then, way back then. And I was honoring Marsha P. Johnson. And All right. Sunshine Ray Pop. Man, we're feeling good. We got this tequila. Got, got ourselves Thank God good. for the little liquor courage. Right. Because <laughs> I was nervous and I can tell you were too bad. I was. I, 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 I always am. I usually am. But, you know. Liquor courage goes a long way. <laughs> liquor courage, yes. Sunshine, what keeps you up at night? Uh, <laughs> anxiety keeps me up at night. Yeah, right. Retweet. What puts you to sleep, though? Uh, music. Good music. Good music. Good music, like taking the bangers. Oh yeah, like, true. Fresh. Yeah. Like Erica Badu, Andy Irie. I could go on and on. Jesse J. It's like, too much. All and on. Zed Kenzo, which is a local. Shout music. out Zed Kenzo, one of the. Greatest in Milwaukee. Also, Lex Allen. Lex Allen, like, greatest. 
Lotus Funk. Lotus Funk. Oh, I love like, Dana so much. Like, all my <laughs> friends who are local musicians put me to sleep. Like, yeah. their music put me to sleep. It wakes me up. It just makes my body feel good. Yeah. Like, whenever I, like, see, whenever I have the opportunity to see local musicians live perform, like, it just makes me feel good. Like, especially when they're my friend. I just, I just be in the audience like, yeah, that's my best friend. You better yeah. fuck it up. Right. And <laughs> all of them, all the ones you mentioned, they're all fucking it up right uh, now. Listen to, listen to Lex, Miss Lotus Funk, Zed, listen to all the projects. All that shit's great. Thank you for being on the show. Support trans people, trans people of color, and no one has time for your bullshit if you're refusing to be a part <coughs> of that movement. Yes. Right? Girl, bye. Um, yeah, and it is Pride Month, so... You know, if you are self, if you are uh, identify as part of the LGBTQ plus community, then this is your time to shine because you're shine bright like the shining star you are. Happy Pride! Happy shining! Happy Pride! Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. <laughs>